Okay, today's guest is an international speaker and wingman helping entrepreneurs win daily. He has over 50 million views on YouTube, been featured in numerous amounts of publications like Medium, YOLO, Entrepreneur Magazine, Channel 7, 9, 10, ABC, and Herald. He's been speaking, he's been in the speaking game for over 16 years now and spoken in 30 different countries. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. Each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. So please help me welcome the guy that went from sweeping popcorn off the floor at a local cinema here in (laughs) Brisbane, Australia, to now having traveled the world speaking and now having a thriving social media coaching business, helping other people get instant social influence so they can get the attention that they need and want in the marketplace today. My man, all the way from LA now, Mr. JJ. Yeah, that rhymes around, man. It's rhymes. J in LA. What's <laughs> up? How are you, man? Hey, Morgan, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. And we are going to rock it for the people listening right now, for you watching right now. You know, we are going to to help you. I want to help you and serve you as much as I can. So you leave, right, with something that you can use from today. I always say this, man, when I, when I speak or when I do podcasts or do interviews, like we don't want to just fill you up with energy and enthusiasm and excitement. Let me give you some moves now. Mm. We don't want you to win in two months. Let's win from today. So let's do it. Yes. I love it, bro. And you know, ever since I got connected with you, uh, it was so funny. Like we were connected through Instagram, right? For a mutual friend and just the voice messages from you. It was like, Hey, like, just like, you know, like one thing I love so much about you, bro. And, uh, like, instantly it's like we feel like we're best friends straight away and you know that's like what one of my mentors taught me is like when you meet everyone he's like you treat them like you're they're your long-term best friend you haven't seen in 10 years and when you show up like that to everyone you know mm. every like you, you wouldn't believe the amount of things that i just get given to me you know when i go to a restaurant or a place like this because i just treat everyone there like my best friend right and that's why i love so much about you so and I'm, I'm fired Thanks, up man. to do this. I'm fired up. Um, man, we're talking some awesome stuff right before this podcast. I should have just recorded it. But let's, um, can you please share everyone your story, man? Like you went from sweeping freaking popcorn. You're living in LA now, living this freaking amazing life, spoken over 30 countries. You're, mm-hmm. you're asked to come and speak in different countries and pay. Like it's just incredible. So how did you go from where you were to doing everything you're doing now, man? Yeah, man. Look, 16 years ago, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to speak and tell the world who I am, what I do, and how I do it. And I wanted to do it on the biggest stages in the world. And to date, I've been able to do that. I've got, you know, 50 million views on YouTube. I've spoken in 30 countries. I've spoke for the biggest companies in the world, McDonald's, Starbucks, Virgin, Coca-Cola, you name it, I've done it. But along that journey, just like you right now, like people watching, it was really challenging. We all have our story. And I always call it like the entrepreneur life is you're in a big jungle, right? Morgan, you're in this big jungle of like, you want to do something, right? And you want to do, you want to live for yourself and, and be the man you want to be. And you're in the jungle of like trying to make it. And I always had this ideal of like, when I was like 16, I had this backpack on this little boy from Brisbane, right? Sri Lankan parents, or mom, mom's, mom's English, dad's Sri Lankan. I've got this backpack and I'm in the jungle and I see this island and the island, I can see it. And that's like my goal. That's like my, my dreams. And I see the island and I don't know why, but when I think of success on an island, I think of everybody wearing white, everybody on a boat, 
every there's lobster, there's seafood. Mm-hmm. Everyone's high fiving, playing like Congo music. I don't know why. <laughs> that was my ideal of like, I want to get there. That's the island. That's the beautiful white Haven Beach in Australia. You know, kind of ideal. So. I want to get there. And obviously like we do what we do back in the day. We, we do it ourselves, right? So I'm going through the journey. I'm getting up before the sun, sleeping when the sun sets, you know, having these big days and it's hard, you know, I'm trying to do it all myself. Then along my journey, I meet all these other people, people like yourself, people like other people. Hey, what do you want to do? They want to do the same thing. They want to get to the island too. And they get out faster than me, but they drop a map, right? They drop a map. And I'm like, this map is like a program or something like a coach or something that you've heard or you go, Oh, maybe if I follow this map, I'll get out quicker. So you, what do you do? You don't know if it's right for you, but you just follow them because that's what they did. I want to get there faster. So I'm going to follow the map. You follow the map and then guess what happens? That map takes you further back because it's not your journey. Mm. It's not where you're supposed to go. And you do that a few times. Right. And then eventually you go, that's it enough. It's not working for me. I'm going to do it myself. And then that's when the darkness started to happen for me. And like sort of we're skipping head in 2016 when I was trying to come to the States after, you know, 10 years of trying to do it all myself. That's when the darkness happens. You know, I'm in the jungle all myself. I don't see sunlight. I start to do things I, I didn't want to do. I started to be things I didn't want to become. Started to go to very dark places, started to, to escape reality with chemicals in my body, with, with alcohol, with sugar, just with just all the things to escape pain. Right. And, I was wondering why it wasn't working for me. And the reason why, because I didn't put my hand up and ask for help because I was so proud. My dad always told me, Hey, you're an ethnic boy. You deserve, you do it all yourself. Don't ask for help. You be tough. You, 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 you suck it up, you know? And that didn't work for me. That made me a very, that made me a person that now I look at myself and my, how, how dare I, why did I do that to myself? I was, I was abusing myself, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally, everything. And that everything changed the moment I really said to myself, I need help. Like I'm crying. I need help. Someone please help me. And the moment that I screamed out for help and I invested in me and invested in my learning and I got a tour guide, right? Someone to show me what to do, what to say, where to go. He took my hand and said, if you trust me and take that jump, take that risk, like what an entrepreneur is supposed to do, take risks, I'll get you out and get you that island. Six days later, we get out to that island. And that's where I'm at today. So the whole point of that story is, you know, for so long, I, I didn't, I decided not to get help because I think I could do it. I thought I could mm. do it all myself. And I didn't want to listen to podcasts like this or, or even the, the, the materials available to us 10 years ago. We didn't have, you know, Zoom or Skype back then, but even books like I, cause I, I could do it myself. Yeah. So having the opportunity to, to learn from people like you and, and learn from what's available on the internet today has literally taken to me where I'm supposed to be today, but it took me a long time to do that. Yeah. So it's kind of like more stuck in like that, that ego kind of, I can do it all myself and right. Instead yeah. Of, nev- yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, never, 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 never giving, never putting my hands on someone else and never actually investing truly in me. Yeah. Bro, we got to no. talk about, you know, what we were talking about before we started this podcast. They, you know, mm. the experiment that Jordan Peterson was talking about. Do you want to, do you want to bring that up? Do you want to talk about that? With the rats yeah, and stuff? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. So Jordan, Jordan Peterson was saying, Jordan Peterson's a very a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. probably like the, there's a lot of them, but he's very famous, right? And he has some great ideals of life. I'm very attracted to his mind because I think it's the same mind that I have, probably the same mind that you have, uh, you know, uh, Morgan. So Jordan Peterson was saying, 
how important it is to have a mission, to, to know where you're trying to go. So they put these rats inside of, they put these rats inside of a, inside of a, in a, in a box, right? A box or, or, or I'm assuming a box. Yes. Some kind of, some kind of room, you know, I don't know what you put rats in a room box, whatever. And they gave one set of rats, nothing to do. They just put them in a box and they put some drugs, right? They put some drugs or they put some things to escape them. They put food, like, like um, food and like drugs and um, chemicals, like chemicals, things to escape their reality, right? With no mission, with no purpose. And then they put other rats inside of a box with a maze and like they could smell something. So they knew that was like probably cheese or whatever rats eat these days. I don't know. Right. But there was a mission and they know, but then they also put with the rats in the one with the maze, the bad foods, the chemicals, the, the things that they shouldn't be doing. The rats that were inside the maze with a mission didn't even look at that stuff, didn't even touch that stuff, didn't even, weren't even interested. And they had one sole mission of getting out and getting that food, their reward. The rats that were in the box full of nothing, just chemicals and sugar and all the stuff that you shouldn't be doing to yourself, they just consumed more and more and more and more and more and more. And the point of the story here is how important it was for me, maybe people listening right now, of it can be very dangerous if you don't have some kind of mission or goal that is fulfilling you. And for a long time, there were, there were, after I sort of hit some high goals that a lot of people think is really powerful. Like when I hit 50 million views on YouTube, right. And I got offered a Vegas show here in America and I hit a lot of things that in my industry as a magician, I know we're jumping a little bit when I was a magician to start my career off, I ticked all the things in my profession that most people would dream of. It wasn't enough for me. It just didn't fulfill me. So there was at this lull period of my life where I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm, I'm lost. I, I don't. And you know, everyone's like, well, you should do this. You should do that. It didn't work for me. So when I didn't have a mission or a purpose, that's when I started to mask the pain. That's when I started to, to, you know, find things to keep my mind off the issue here. And that also ties in with, and you know, the reason why it was so long, because I didn't think I should go ask for help. Yeah. In that, yeah, like it, this is it's so fascinating this because like we were talking about this before and you know, like I'm one of my huge things is vision. Like I teach vision all the time. Like it's literally my mm. main thing. And mm. even for me, like I would really consider for the last, you know, probably four years of my journey, I've been so crystal clear on, on my vision, know exactly where I'm mm. going. But when we were talking, there's definitely been times in the last four years, many times mm. where I've masked and I, I wouldn't call it the pain, but I would say the uncertainty of whether yeah, I'm doing it. Word. And it, it's like, I know I'm going to go there. Well, I, I think I'm going to go there, but I'm more so hoping. I'm coming from a vibration of being mm. like, I'm also hoping instead of absolute belief and certainty. Mm-hmm. So instead of, it's like going through this maze, instead of just focus, 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 you know, and I think a lot of people are probably listening to this right now can really relate. It's like, you know, if you're not so laser focused on exactly where you're going and have a hundred percent certainty that it's going to happen for you, then you're going to get distracted by all the things along the way. You get distracted by the parties and the cocaine and the drugs and the women and, you know, the guys and the Tinder and, and all this crap. And mm. these are things that not only distract you, but like you're saying, like to mask the pain. 
And, mm. you know, and when we were talking, I'm like, man, this is so freaking true because like, and here I am and people sometimes put me on this pedestal. Like I'm figuring this shit out as I go along, man. Mm-hmm. Like we all are. Because even the start of this year, I really start to discover that I have been, you know, I've got vices. I think everyone's got vices, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, like I said before, like if I go out traveling or something and I'm on my own, I'll just get written off. And, mm-hmm. and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, I'm so pissed off myself. I'm like, why did I do that? And it's now I knew exactly why it's because I was, I was masking the uncertainty that I was not sure of some things in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Now the start of this year, I've got such crystal clarity on things mm-hmm. and really what I want to do, what I want to create, where I'm going to go, why I'm doing it. And I, like we were talking before, it's like, yeah, I'll have like a glass of wine or two glasses of wine. It's like, no, I'm not about drinking the bottle. Cause I don't want to like, it's not, I'm so content with being right here in this reality. I don't need to leave. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. So no, one, I always, I always tell people like no one goes out and going, yeah, I'm going to drink a whole bottle of vodka. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I thought, you know, tonight I'm going to like have a nice dinner and have 19 shots of tequila. No, you never <laughs> hear that. Like, yeah, I'm going to go out and like, you know, eat, eat, uh, eat like a whole pizza and like three te- te- um, uh, like um, what do you call it? Buckets of ice cream. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like it. No, you're doing it because something's not feeling good. You're, you're trying to mask some kind of, yeah, pain, um, uncertainness, um, unsureness. And for everybody watching right now, like this is really important that you're not alone. Right. And I think what, if I was going to like look at myself now and look at those times where I was trying to mask things, I believe that if I reached out to people faster, I wouldn't have sat in that kind of, as I call it, the jungle of like the darkness of the jungle, you know, not seeing the sun, not seeing, seeing these animals. You don't know what's going on, who like, you don't know if you're going to die or not. Like, and I blame all me because I decided I didn't really, I was scared to like tell anyone mm, mm-hmm. because I, because of also other people putting me on a pedestal, right? Morgan, yeah. Especially Jay, being a dude. Being a dude, it's sometimes it's the stigma of like, you're not allowed to talk about sometimes these things, right? Dude, a hundred percent. Like, you know, I play a big game and I know that, but like, yeah, like people put you on a pedestal. You've got 50 million views on YouTube. You've done a lot of things that a lot of people find really interesting. And I appreciate that. But for me, it's, it's, I just feel like a normal guy. And I'm like, you know, at the time, you know, you know, whether it's, you know, when I was 26 to 30, not, you know, that's like, you know, sometimes you feel like you should know it all, you know, and not allowing that, Hey man, you know, I don't have it all sorted and I have to get help here. Mm. It's so fascinating. So what, what, what's your kind of, what, what can someone do if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, man, I am eating all this bad crap. I do go out and drink. I do party and mm. I'm not happy with how I feel. And, and maybe they're realizing that maybe I am trying to mask something right now. What would be your kind of, what would you say to those people? Yeah. You know what? I would say, don't go, I would go and find a group of people online, right? Because use Facebook groups. I like Facebook groups are really powerful because Facebook groups have your own exact people having the same problem as you in a, in a group that you can talk to these people about. I would go find people that probably have no, no emotional value on you actually, because they're not going to mask the you're doing a good job and they're going to tell it to you straight. Mm. Yeah. Cause a lot of people go, well, I'm just going to talk to my friend. Or something. Yeah, you no. got to sometimes go like drop it. You got to go. This is all of my all of the darkness, because a friend's like, yeah, it's okay. You don't know what's going on. Come on out. You know, like that's why I'm. That's why I'm really big on coaches. Like coaches that coaches aren't your friends. Like I coach mm-hmm. people now, Morgan. Like yeah. I always tell people, hey, just so you know, I'm not your friend. 
that actually, it's quite a punch in their face. What do you mean? I'm not your friend. Do you think Michael Phelps's coach was his friend to make him win 17 gold medals? He became his friend after. But Michael Phelps didn't want to swim eight hours a day, right? But his coach made him do it, you know? Friend, friends are like, hey, man, do it, don't do it kind of thing, right? Yeah. So you've got to get someone who's going to be, you've got to get someone who you can talk to who's like, most likely if they've been there before, like they can give you some like, yo, do this. Yeah. You need to have someone's going to tell you the things that you need to hear, not the things that you want to hear. And I think that's what like so many people do. They keep staying in the same circle, getting the same advice from the same people that are doing the same thing. And they're still complaining, still broke. They're still where they are, right? They keep getting that same advice, you know, and, and I think it's because, and you know, they even reach for that advice because they know it's going to be comforting. Mm. They have someone to validate, you know, yeah, poor you, poor you, or, you know, oh, you know, oh, let's just go do it again or whatever. Instead of having someone kind of shine the light in your face and call mm. you on that bullshit and sit in that massive discomfort for a second and realize mm. like, yeah, you know, this shit is kind of fucked up. And if I keep doing this, it's not going to take me to where I want to go. And, mm. and, and I think like what really kind of started to shift for me was kind of, looking at my vision and what I want to create, who I want to become, but for me, instead mm. of looking for validation from other people, because so often we can get, especially in the achieving world, right? Like you were saying, like mm. you kept doing this and this and you chase that dopamine here, that next thing, what's that next thing to get another hit or someone else, you know, give me appreciation, recognition, want me. Mm. It's mm. like, until you just look inside and be like, well, what can I do every single day where I wake up and go to sleep every day, loving me and being appreciative of me? And then come mm. from a space of that, it's instead of it's it's the moment you kind of rock up instead of going, here I am, here I am. Mm. Like, hey, look mm. at me, look at me, look at me. That's when you rock up and you're like, I'm here. Mm. Like that yeah, 100%. Just, yeah. 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 You guys and being present. I was just going to say being present, being present to that, you know. Now, yeah. now I understand like being present. Yeah. Okay. Look, I don't know what's up. Like I need to get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going and going straight there rather than like, well, I'm just going to doubt my, no, nah, I'm going to figure it out. No, nah, man, mm-hmm. stop trying to, everybody listening, stop trying to figure it all out yourself. Like even I'm like, and every time I, I get to a, a block in my business and like, I know it's a block, I'm like, go get help. There's difference between like, oh, like maybe I need a, can I strategically figure this out? But if I keep hitting the same block, it's usually over a day. If I sleep on, I still block, go get help. Like don't even try, just go get help. Like no one said you, no one made the rule that you have to go figure it out all yourself. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. You know? I love it. Yeah. And dude, on this whole thing with like, you know, upskilling, you know, we're talking, I know you're super passionate about, you know, in this day and age, you need to upskill. Mm. Like if you're, if you're just going to, you know, especially in this world, entrepreneurship world, if you want to create anything incredible, two of the most important things, learning how to sell and learning how to just be a confident speaker. Mm. Yeah, and I know that they're two of the kind of main things that you love to talk about, teach on, because I, I think you're, you're a freaking master. I, I want to watch you speak somewhere because have you talked to me like with this, with this like personality and this yeah. like far out. <laughs> I want to I see you on, on the big stage. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Like, I, I really believe that if you can, you know, when I've been traveling the world, I've traveled the world since I was 15 years old. I mean, the 30 countries and every year I said to my dad, I always want to go to a new country that would, that would drop me at the airport. Sometimes like dropping me at school. <laughs> like I'm like, dad, on let's say it's Friday. I'm like, dad, can you drop me at the airport on Sunday? He's like, yeah, okay. And usually I would live in, I was big in Asia. So I would go to Singapore, I go to Brisbane, uh, international airport, usually go to Singapore and then Singapore is the hub. You know, everyone, he, he literally, the car wouldn't even stop 
I, I literally like have, depending on if I had a suitcase or not, a lot of times I didn't even have, I had a backpack or I just had like a carry on because I had a lot of my stuff living in Asia. I was living in Singapore and Vietnam for a while. Car wouldn't even stop sometimes. Like that's how you, that's how you know when you're really, you know, you, you've got it sorted. But uh, yeah, I, I would travel by myself a lot and I realized there's a couple of skill sets, anybody listening, that if you can learn to be better at it than most, you will win. Now, I'm not asking you to be a, be a great speaker like Morgan or, or speak like me. I'm not asking you to be like that because that, that's like a devoted, that's like being 15 years. But if everybody, if I'm at, if everybody's at a zero, if you can get to a two, dude, you're already doubling everybody's skill set. And if you can learn how to speak and effectively communicate who you are, what you want, where do you want to go, you can get anything you want, right? Because you can't hide behind the DM for your whole life and you can't mm. hide behind copy. You eventually, people buying people. Like, I don't care whether how soon iRobot with Will Smith happens, people still need to like, you're going to need to talk to a robot. <laughs> like, you're going to need to like effectively communicate. So if you can learn how to speak, that, that will give you the opportunity to learn how to at least serve and sell because you can persuade. You can get along with people. You can move them to a sale. Mm-hmm. So if, if anybody watching right now has that, has that issue, like I would be going out and fixing that. I'd be going out and trying to like, you know what? Morgan and Jay's got a good point. Like maybe I should learn how to be a better speaker here. Because now, like, look what's going on in the world at the moment. This whole new world, we are now, people before, if you FaceTime someone, you'd FaceTime your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad. That would be it. Now, you're jumping on Zooms with people you've never met before, right? Seeing all of the emotions of them. So you better learn how to communicate with them. Like, you can't hide anymore. So you're either telling me, if people who don't want to learn this, I'm just not going to be good. And I'm just going to deal with like allowing life to control me or I'm going to take advantage of this and be a bit better than most people and then get what I want. That's all you're doing. You're just getting what you want. Mm. You know, speaking, speaking, they say is the highest fear. That's number one fear in the world right behind dying. So, so technically people would rather be in the freaking box than giving the eulogy at a funeral. Right? So what, how, how does someone, cause I think that's, for most people, they'd be like, well, I'm scared to speak. I'm scared to face someone. I'm scared to go live. How do you overcome all this? Sure, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you're so true. Like, I, I, my analogy is there is a, there's a microphone and a sharks, a, like a pool of sharks, like ready to eat. Yeah, yeah. People would rather jump with the sharks than speak on the microphone. That blows my mind, right? The reason why people are scared of public speaking is they're scared of dying because in the old tribe days, right? If you get rejected, you die, right? Mm. But a lot of people don't realize it's a limiting belief. Like who said that? I know you feel that, but who said that? And the way to really get good at this, and I coach people around the world who do this, like not as much public speaking, right? More so like how to be a better effective communicator. But for the people that have a little bit of fear, a lot of the times you really have to jump in the deep end, Morgan, right? You really have to like jump with, just go, you know, there's no, there's no bandaid. There's no smooth way about it, you know? Yeah. I remember because how can, yeah, yeah go, go. no, I was going to say like there, the, I know some people that coaches that teach you, well, you can, you can build up your, your, your confidence, 
But like, yeah, you can back in the day when like you only had a stage to talk to people, your stage is this. Like now you can be jumping on a literally, you can be practicing public speaking by pressing a button on Facebook or Instagram and start talking. Then you can make your way up to like standing up and talking. Then you can make your way up to like, you know, leaving the camera on your desk and like presenting. So like, it's very easy to, to, to ride the bike, you know, practice riding the bike, you know? Um, you know, one thing for me that, you know, cause I used to be petrified. Like I hated it. Like I remember I went to my first kind of big event, like a seminar and I sit next to this girl and she says to me, Oh my God, I can't wait to be up there one day. And I look at her and say, are you fucking mad? Why the hell would you want to be up there? Like, are you okay? You know? And I, I was so like, I was not wanting to do, I, I had not an interest in my mind to ever be on the stage and presenting anyway. Um, and you know, so naturally through my business stuff, I started doing a little bit more in here and, and I was like, well, you know, to grow, you need to do things that scare you the most. And you know, fear is not real anyway. Like, but one, like how to overcome fear is you, all you need to have is one step of courage, right? One step of courage and the confidence will follow. And sometimes people think, well, if I wake up today with confidence to speak on stage, then I'll speak on stage. But unless I don't, I'm not, not going to do it. But confidence follows courage. And, you know, so I started doing more and more, but I was super crap at it still, you know, because I was up there and I was too in my head. I was too in my head thinking, what are they going to think of me? If I say this, they're going to think this, blah, 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 blah. And I, I did this event with my, with my mentor and he said to me, because um, I, I said to him, I said, I said, how do you present what you want to present while trying to remain humble? And he goes, what the fuck is humble? He goes, fuck humble. He goes, humble is a word that's been made up by broke and unhappy people to label on you, to keep you playing small and in, in their terms, right? Now, there's a difference between confident and cocky, right? But humble, and I was like, because especially in Australia, right? If you're not humble, of course. right? We get tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. How dare you be better than me? How, you know what I mean? So I was so in my head thinking, oh, well, I got to speak in. You know, like, cause at this, I started learning this at about 24, right? I was financially free at 23. You know, everyone around me was telling me I was pretty successful, but I didn't believe it. Cause I was like, no, 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 no. You know, I've just, I can't get too much of a big head and blah, 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 blah. Mm. But then that would show up on stage and I wasn't confident. And then as a result, what I learned was speaking has got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing. And if you're making it about you, it's, it's selfish, mm. right? It's about, so now when I get up on stage, I just think, like I said to you before, right? I'm like, if you like, there's not much of a line. You either love me or you don't like me. There's not really much in between. And either way, like, that's cool. Like, if you hate me, cool. If you love me, cool. But all I'm going to do is every single time I speak, deliver anything, all I want to do is be able to help one person make just mm. a one degree shift in their life. And if I can do that, mm. then I'm happy. I go home, I mm. sleep well at night still. You know, but as soon as I just kind of got out of my head and stopped making it about me, you know, and how can I help them and, and not trying to show up as humble right? and just kind of be confident in what I know I, I have. Right? And I think everyone's kind of got that if they kind of tap into it, not really. Did you ever go through things like that, battling like the head, you know, anything in your mindset or any mindset tricks to help overcome this? I've been doing my whole life. My, you know, my, one of my problems is, is, you know, we all have our things we need, like love, affection, validation, attention, you know, I'm an entertainer at heart. So attention and, and a, 
validation is probably my highest weakness. You know, if you don't validate me, that can be a problem for me. Mm. You know, love, I don't need as much love. I will need love, but I need validation more. So I have, I had to learn how to let go of that. I still need it. Right. But I, I had to learn how to harness that because I can, you can never get rid of that. It's like fear. You'll never get rid of fear because it's in our DNA. You can control it, but you, your fear is, you know, fear is not a bad thing. Fear is like, keeps you on your game a little bit. Okay. Mm. Hang on a second. Keeps us so we don't die, you know? But it's like, okay, fear, thanks. I got it. Like, um, don't let it, don't let it pull you. You control it. So, yeah, you know, in regards to the the mindset, a lot, I do, I do a lot of stuff on limiting belief. Like, I have a lot of people say this to me when I coach them. Oh, that's not me. That's you, Morgan. That's you, Jay. That's you're the you're the TV guy. Cool. What else you got for me today? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't do that. I'm not an extrovert. Cool. Sarah, thank you for sharing. Sarah, what else do you have for me today? You know? And I speak to her like a little puppy. That's my, when I'm visualizing her, it's like a little child. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I, I used to, backstory, I used to be a dating coach in, in Sydney. It was super, it was like a confidence coach. But Mate, guys what coming, haven't you done? Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> love people, man. Speakers. Yeah, yeah, I love people. I, I love, love people. <laughs> yeah, I just love, I love, I love, I love people. People are passionate for my purpose. But yeah. guys would, guys would come in. They would like want to learn how to meet a girl. Like you give them what they want and leave them what they, what they need. Right. And I'd always tell them at the beginning of when I'd speak to them, they were part of the, the, the group, that, um, the, the company I was working with. Hey, everybody, I want you to do me a favor. There's a piece of paper in front of you. We had a big fishbowl. Write out the one limiting, write out the reason why you aren't super successful with women. And there was a phrase for that because in their mind they had, a, I wanted to hear what super successful was. Usually it's like women love you. They want to sleep with you. Like I'm like the James Bond. So they put all these, the one reason why, right? I'm short. I'm fat. I'm not attractive. I don't have money. I'm not funny. I'm not charming. All this stuff. And I'd bring it out. I'd show their name. All right, Morgan, I am not funny. Okay. What else, man? And I get him to stand up. And what I'm doing is I'm getting him to tell me all the things that he feels like that's holding him back. And I'd sit there and I do this. Who told you that? Who said that? And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, Did, have, show me 20 letters by expert clinical psychologists that said that. And they're like, I said, there's the point, everybody. Everybody listening. Those limiting beliefs, those stories that you're telling yourself every day is blocking you from greatness. I'm an extrovert. Okay, I'm an introvert. Dude, ADD, DDD, uh, what's the point here? Like you are putting yourself in a box that stops you. Same thing with humble. Be humble. But hang on. What is humble? Mm. Well, humble is who's making this word up? So a lot of the times, Morgan, it's like people are putting themselves in a, in a limit. They're putting themselves in the box of control. You're putting the chain on yourself as a, as a, as an animal to, to leash, like they're putting your own leash on. So I'm like, bring all your stories. Great. Thank you. Stories. Let's go. And I think the moment when you allow people, they can, they go, Oh, I can do that. You know? Mm. Do you have some kind of like ways or your magic ways to help someone remove these kinds of limiting beliefs? Is there a process for it? Um, yeah, look, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, I don't really have only over like scientific ways. Right. But I always tell people to do this. Like re always ask yourself, like I always question myself too. Who said that? Who told me that? Oh, I told myself that. 
maybe I should just try it. Maybe I should just go, you know, when I, when I came to LA, I was a casting director. Right. And I was like, I got given the opportunities. I'm like, I can't be a casting director. I haven't done the work. I, I haven't got a st- like degree. I, then I said to myself, in a second, who said that? Is that the rule here? I'm not a neurosurgeon. Maybe a neurosurgeon, you probably should go do some like studies. I just did it. And like life started to figure itself out. And I realized like in my life now and anybody who's listening right now, the stories that you tell yourself will be the stories that will take you to, to stay in one place or for you to go get what you want. Right? So like the simplest way is really just question yourself. You need to play your own devil's advocate. Hang on. Who said that to me? You know? Yeah. So that's, that's probably the easiest one there. It's so, you know, it's so, I think if anyone can take away anything from this podcast, it's like really learn like how, like how powerful the brain is, right? Because it's like our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between if it's right or wrong. I mean, so if it's real or not real and you know, if you, yeah, you're telling yourself these things like I'm not funny or I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. It's like, yeah, well, who told you where did it come from? And just as fast as you're believing that lie, you can create another story. I'm more than good enough. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. And then yeah. what if, like, it's what I tell people all the time. It's like, if you're, you're telling yourself this one story and then your subconscious feels it, it gives you an emotion of maybe doubt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you take action from that feeling. Then what kind of results mm-hmm. do you get? The results you've been getting. Mm-hmm. That was all created in your mind. What if you flipped it and created an empowering story? What kind of emotion would that create then? What kind mm. of actions would you then take? What kind of results mm. would you have? Mm. All down to us. Mm. What, awesome. it, being in LA, man, you know, I, I've been fortunate because you have a very eclectic group of people, especially international, right? And my favorite part is when I, when someone works with me and I can already see the stories before even chatting to them. A lot of, you know, because a lot of people, like, you know, everyone's all different ages, all different sizes, all different sexualities, Right. People in LA don't even know whether they're a, sec, uh, a gay, straight, a giraffe. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what they resonate with today. You know? Today, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very straight man who is also conceived as a giraffe. Cool, man. Awesome. What else you got for me? Anyway, so the point of the story is, the point of the, 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 I, like the, uh, what I'm explaining is like, once you get, I always tell this to people, my goal is to build rapport super quickly with you and realize we're both just, I always call it the naked concept. Let's just get naked. Then we can reclothe ourselves again. The faster we both can get naked, the faster we both can like peel back the onion. I've got my stories. You've got my stories. Like I'm 32 from Brisbane, Australia. You're 65 from Iran, divorced, sex change, white lady, whatever. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Cool. Are you a human? Great. Can we resonate with that? Do you have feelings and emotions? Great. Perfect. Get me out all the stories, get through the limiting beliefs. That's the first part with transformation. You've got to get people at that same, like where we're at and how do we grow together? You know? And the, and you know what the favorite thing, my favorite thing about this whole pandemic dude is this not, you can't say any more. You don't know how I feel. That was like the one excuse that I couldn't figure out. Because some things you just can't. Mm. Now, dude, we get it. Everyone in life now knows how everybody feels. If you're five, right, 
you may not be financially broke, but mentally, why can't I go play with my friends? Mum, mm. 55 year old lost the business, lost everything, lost all their money, right? A 15 year old, like uh, maybe their mum has got sick and they can't go out or maybe they can't actually go to like college anymore. Like, so now everyone's at this same level playing field. And it's like, yo, let's now we're all good. Now let's go. Now, now you're sitting either in the fear or you're going to sit in the flow. Wow. Yeah. I was just thinking that even before I got on this podcast, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, cause I was living in Bali last couple of years and mm-hmm. he just got on a plane yesterday. He's like flying. I said, bro, we're like, enlighten me i'm like let me live my life for you where where are you going he's like oh we're doing a month trip around europe because europe kind of like open at the moment and i'm like wow that's sick dude where are you going after that he's like back to bali uh because bali's open again for uh people to come back in in september i said dude that's so good because like here in australia if we leave at the moment right now when we're recording this if i was to leave and come back i got to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks that i have to pay for 200 dollars a night Right. So it's like, I really have to think like, do I really want to take that trip? Right. So, so and I, I was the same. It's like, I've had like one of my highest values is freedom. Like I'm someone I can get on a plane right after this podcast and go somewhere. If I, if I choose, that's how I've lived my life for the last three years. And I've had mm. all that freedom taken away. You know, like I don't, I can't express that. And even in, in, in a state mm. Australia, I can't go to different states. So you know, I'm learning to, yeah, you know, like do what you love and love what you do. And, and it's like life isn't about what happens to you. It's how you react to it. And we are all level playing field right now. Mm. And, you know, I'm choosing to, you know, I've created so much from this. I've, I've like doubled my income through this. Like I've been able to do some incredible Ooh. things during this time because it's just like, all right, well, where can I put this energy now? Like, there's no excuses. You know, like I can even look on that and be like, oh, poor me. It's unfair. It's the government's conspiracies or whatever. Or I could just take, it is what it is. It is what it is. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to create about it? So, mm. but JJ, we were talking before about, you know, you know, two of the major things to really kind of upskill yourself in is speaking and selling. So we really cover the speaking and how to kind of really, you know, overcome some fear and become a bit of a boss there. How about in the sales department? What can people start doing now to become a boss salesperson? Yeah, don't, don't do, well, don't do what I did too much. Just you need to start listening. <laughs> like, look, speaking's great. Get attention. But then, Jay, shut the hell up. Two ears, one mouth, man. Like two ears and one mouth. You know, listen, ask questions. And, and, and start to like find what their problem is. You know, a lot of, you know, I, I do a lot of sales now with, with my current business. And a lot of the time it's like I'm bringing the truth. You know, so like finding out what, what's really the problem, not what they say. Like what is really the problem, you know? And having a heart-to-heart connection. You know, I love sales, man. You know, it's just something about, there's something very fascinating to me about selling. But the old school way of like the 1980s, 1990s, like push them to the sale. It's not, that's not the move. You know, I think there are elements to that, which I think there is truth to. Like, I think there are some ways to muse. And I've studied a lot on sales. But in in 2020, in my opinion, a heart connection is going to be a long lasting connection with someone. You want to get to know them. I want to get to know you a little bit, you know, and I want to help you, you know, Hey man, this is what I do. Hey man, I'm here to serve you. Hey, it's your job. I always tell people, my, my students, I coach, you know, people that work for me. It's like, it's your job to go out and help people. It's your job to serve them. If you've got something of value, how dare you not go out and share people? I don't really sell Morgan. That's not me. <laughs> you know, I don't do that. Why? Why don't you want to do that? Well, I don't want to annoy people. Hang on a second. Who said you're going to annoy people? 
you've just got to, you've gone to annoy people because you think of a car as like a, a salesman, like a car sales. Mm. No, you've gone to people going, Hey Morgan, what's up, man? Hey, this is what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't know if this is of interest to you, but I'd love to have a quick conversation about with you about it. Is that cool? That's so much nicer than like, I've got this product, buy it. So hang on a second, you know? So, you know, and people don't realize too, like, and this is what I learned from Grant Cardone. We're all salesmen. Mm -hmm. You just haven't understood that what you're selling. But when a little kid goes to their dad and nags dad for money to buy that chuppa chup, right? Or to buy something, what are they doing? Selling. They're selling, right? When a girlfriend, when a, when a wife goes to the husband because she wants to buy the expensive handbag, she's like, babe, can I, can I have the credit card? Please? Listen, I'm really, listen, it's, it's important. What is she doing? She's selling. Now she may not, could be a bit more finesse, right? Same thing. So you have to let go of this whole salesman aspect and go, hey man, I'm coming from a place of serving. Like I want to serve you. You know, I want to help you. You know, hey man, I've got something really cool for you. Like, do you mind if I show you a couple of things? Great. I'm not sure if this is for you, but I'd love to have a conversation with you about it. Hmm. And if you, I always tell people, if you believe in what you are sharing people, why wouldn't you tell the world about it? I'm very proud of what I can help people with. I want to tell everybody. And my ego believes that everybody needs it. Now, whether they, they need it right now, that's another story. But like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be in your face a little bit. That's my style. That's, I don't mind that. Because I know I've got the goods to back it up. Yeah. So I think everybody listening right now is like, you're not trying to be Morgan. You're not trying to be me. But don't, don't you stop yourself from telling the world who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. And that's what serving is. That is what selling is. I love it, man. You know, and, and a lot of the time, it's, it's mainly selling yourself, right? Yeah, and man. So, and, and that's the thing. Like, we do that every single day. Like, if you want to go for a job interview, you're selling yourself. You don't need anything. Like you're going on a freaking date. All the people right now that are on swiping on Tinder and all this crap, right? Which, by the way, is mm. something to mask the pain, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all the people like what? Like what are you doing? You're sliding people's DMs. You're sliding their inbox, trying to sell yourself, trying to. Mm -hmm. you know, so, what? What are some tips you got, JJ, for people to kind of upskill themselves in in to become a better salesperson to sell themselves? Let's just start there. Yeah, sure. So What's your top three tips, top three tips. First thing I tell my clients all the time, start by telling the world who you are and what you do. Uh, um, I'm not going to tell anyone because everybody should know me. Great. How's that working for you? man? <laughs> and I just sit in the, like, I just sit in the, the, the hard questions. Like I tried to be smooth with that dude. It doesn't work. Man, great. How's that working for you, man? It's not working, you know? So you've got to like, first thing you do is go to tell the world who you are, what you do and why you do what you do. And I, the easiest way to do that is create a video, put a video out on the internet, put it on Facebook. Every client I work with has never, ever, ever, ever in my whole life got bad reactions when they've come from a place of authenticity and said, Hey, my name is Jay and I'm here to help people be better speakers to to go for what they want in life and i'd love to help you if that's of you comment below they get a plethora of comments oh my gosh i can't believe you know so my friends you've got to tell the world what you do what you believe in what what you care about you know don't hide don't get in the field get on the game get in the get in the playing field 
You know, you can sit on the sideline, but get in the field. Don't be the guy. Don't be the dad outside screaming at the refs. You know? <laughs> so, so the first thing you want to do is you want to tell everybody, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Second thing you need to do, right? Don't be afraid of asking the questions. Hey, man, would this be of interest to you? Hey, girl, this is what I'm doing. Do you know anybody? Right? And then option three, option three, step three, follow up. The amount of people, they didn't get back to my message. I have this analogy. Let's say if I said to you, I'm going to give you a million dollars and you've got to deliver these donuts to this person in the house. Would you knock once and run away? No. <laughs> That's what most of you are doing with your life. You knock once, you run. You don't come back. Dude, you've got to knock once, you've got to knock twice, you've got to knock three times. That's not working. Maybe you've got to knock, you've got to come back on another day. Maybe you've got to knock higher. Maybe you've got to knock louder. Most people are not following up or at least giving people a couple of nudges. Hey, man, not sure if you saw the last message. The worst thing now, man, is like when someone says seen <laughs> and then you've seen it. And then especially on Instagram, people are like, they saw it, they didn't get back to me. Dude, there's a million things going on. Yeah, like, you, you, yeah, people got stuff on. Like, how dare you think you're more important <laughs> than them right now? Dude, hit them three or four times. Most people will get back to you after three or four times yeah. if you find a way, you know? You know what? I, so I, I sorry. I I I was next to my friend one day as a vet. Yeah. I don't have an I don't have an Apple Watch. I don't wear a watch. I just I have my phone, and other than that, I don't I don't follow time. I just I live. <laughs> and so he got a message from his phone from his messenger, right? And he picks his thing up, and he looks at it, and he laughed, and he swiped it off. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, oh. And I said, what, what was that? And he's like, oh, just a Facebook message, because like, I didn't know you can get Facebook messages for your your watch. Mm. I'm like, wow, cool. I'm like, are you going to reply? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get it later. And then I just thought, I'm like, oh, my God, how many people have Apple Watches that quickly see the message come up because it's in their face? They'll quickly read it. Oh, yeah, I'll get it later. And they just forget. You know, like it's, you know, the, the, that last one, man, fortune's in the follow-up. And getting, yeah, getting man. creative, you know? Tap, tap, tap it twice. I, I, tell, I tell this thing to more people, like tap it twice. Like hit them. Tap it twice. Like hit them again, hit them one more time. Usually they'll get back, you know, you know, yeah. and if they don't, then you got to go, okay, cool. Can I try something else? Maybe is this the right person? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Dude, this has yeah. been absolute fire. Um, yeah, man. Everybody, where can everybody find you on social media? I know you got a lot happening right now. You're really focused on helping people grow their influence, uh, which I such a huge fan of because I think, you know, with influence, you just opens up so many more opportunities. So do you want to talk to everybody about what it is you got going on and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, just really quickly, guys. Everybody's what who's watching right now, like I know who's listening that you want to do more, you want to be more, you want to become more. You know, there's one thing though. It's not about the best looks. It's not about the best salesman. It's not about the best website or the best copy or the best product. It's the person who has influence. And perfect example, 2015, really quickly, I was in, I got booked for my first international gig in India. It was five figures, right? I got flown over to India, business class. I got put up. I would sign the room service bill like I was a prince. I was milking it. And I booked the event after the gig. Client was happy. I was hosting and speaking for Audi, the brand new Audi R8. And I asked the client, like, why did you book me? Thinking it was my look or my, 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 because I looked Indian or I was young. No, no, no. The reason why is because at the time I had 30 million views on YouTube. I had social influence. And they told me out of their own mouth, right? The guy that runs out of India, billion dollar man, 
I think Billy Billy Man. He was like, I booked you, Jay. I saw you, but you had the numbers on Instagram. I no numbers on YouTube, sorry. And that stuck with me. And I realized, wow, he didn't even, he had a quick look at the website to make sure I was like, I was real. But the number was, was the magic to him. So whoever's listening right now, if your social influence isn't where it's supposed to be, how much are you losing out on other opportunities by other people who've got that number? Who would you trust more? Someone with 5,000 Instagram followers or 50,000 Instagram followers? Someone with one, what, 10, like, 10 likes or 100 likes? Someone with 300 Facebook friends or 5,000 Facebook friends? I know it sucks and I know it. no one wants to hear it, but it's the truth. That's why Kylie Jenner gets $1.2 million of photo on Instagram, not because she's talented or better looking or a great salesman. It's because she's got influence and people want to give you opportunities. So if you want some social influence today, I've been really fortunate to, to partner up with some big agencies here in LA. We can get you in the press, right? We can in Forbes, in Yahoo, in Medium, in Entrepreneur Magazine, and we can build your social influence. So I'd love to, you know, whoever's listening right now, if that's important to you and you see why that's valuable, hit me on Instagram at JJLive, J-A-Y-J-A-Y-L-I-V-E, and I can help you do that. Beautiful. I love it, man. Dude, to wrap up this interview, I'm going to ask you one last question. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's get popped. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I love the one question, like, yeah. statements. I, I feel like I'm about to run for a race. All right. <laughs> I love it. All right, so... If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Yeah, easy. This one's easy. All right. Listen here, Joshua. My real name's Joshua. Listen here, Joshua. Stop trying to do it all yourself. Find someone you like. Invest your time and money into them and work hard and you'll get there faster, more fun, and you'll have a great time doing it. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month, I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.